So yeah, you'd, you'd ask me what's going on in Canada. And uh, yeah, Canada was just on fire. Um, I think all the way from like Nova Scotia. I don't know everywhere actually it was on fire, but you know, Canada's pretty big, lots of provinces, but Nova Scotia was on fire. Alberta was on fire. I'm pretty sure BC was on fire. BC's always on fire. BC's like the California of Canada. So they're hippies and they're on fire. <laughs> and then uh, Alberta, I think Saskatchewan. Don't remember about Manitoba. I think I saw something about like drainage problems in Saskatchewan impacting farmers because they keep dumping all the water that's pooling on their farmland. Mm-hmm. They keep pumping it onto each other's farms. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's creating problems downstream. So when it, it when all this water doesn't get absorbed into the ground and goes downstream, you, it's just been, well, it's flooding places out now. So they're having issues with that. So that's something interesting that I didn't think would ever come up in Canada, issues with drainage it's like that in the prairies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're wildfires. But um, I was just, I was going to share the story. Oh, I'll get you guys to move a little bit closer. I was going to share the story before. Um, uh, uh, and slide actually both of you that way. Just so that, um, there we go. Perfect. Right. Good. Here's the story. I was uh, doing workup training for going on tour. Except it wasn't, I wasn't slotted to go on tour yet. I was just doing workup training with the Canadian Army. And I was in the field, and they, you know, they, they put out this thing, so you couldn't have your phones on. Well, you can have your phones on you in the field, but you can't be using it. Um, they'll catch you type stuff. You know, they're saying that they got sneaky squirrel stuff. They'll know if you use your phones, which scares most people not using their phones, but I obviously I didn't use it. But then, like, you can still pick up the radio. So you're on this tour, uh, not a tour, but, you're, you know, they got it sort of simulated in some things, like, you're, uh, you're you're combating this whatever power, and you're supporting this other power, and they have this whole uh, whole uh, situation at play that you're taking part in as part of the training. Okay. Uh, but you still got access to the radio, to the local like farmer like like country radio station, right. uh, just off of the base, and uh, yeah, find out that while I'm there, that high level, the place where my wife is from at the time we were just dating, was on fire. And then somehow, I didn't even tell anyone that my, like, at the time, girlfriend, now wife, was in high level. But somehow it came down the chain of command. It was like, get a hold of Marshall. His wife was in a place that's getting evacuated. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't tell everyone that I was dating her at the time. But they knew about it, chain of command. So they, they managed to get a hold of me, which was pretty good. But so, but it's like every... Every year, every couple of years, like it's it's Canada's on fire. So that's what's going on. I can't remember what else was going on. I think uh, you know we're not liking our current prime minister as much, um, but I usually think that just because I don't usually like our current prime minister very much. Um, not very likable people, are they? Uh, some some are okay. The, the The current opposition seems pretty likable, but he's he's likable. I feel like he's very likable if he's reaffirming your views, mm-hmm. which is probably the definition of a politician. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, what you want to hear. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on in uh, in Canada. What's going on? Uh, I guess today um, we got both Faz and David here, so I'll, I'll do the intro now. Welcome to the Canadian Specific Podcast, Great Lakes Not Included. Um, I've got uh, Faz and David. David, round two, first time, uh, first time we got someone back on twice for the podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, guys. By popular Backed by popular demand, yeah. But then we got Faz here, and and Faz has been doing some interesting stuff with uh, some educational stuff on YouTube, which I'm I'm yeah. sure we'll definitely get into. Thank you, David. Thank but you. 
But what's happening back home where you, where you guys are from outside of here? Well, <laughs> UK, where do we start? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, you can say as much or as little as you'd like. I don't know what's going on there. You don't know what's going on. Well, it's an economic crisis. Really? It actually is. With like real estate or with what? With everything. Energy, okay. especially energy. Energy increasing. Oh, the cost. Increasing. Yeah. People's salaries are not increasing. Yeah. So, you know, it has a domino effect, starts from somewhere. Yeah. And people just end up being worse towards the end. Yeah. So we've got that going on at the moment with increasing fuel prices, yeah. expenses, food, people paying for their bills or trying, mm-hmm. and most people not even making it. Hmm. So I wouldn't say it's the best place at the moment. Mm-hmm. But we can see some changes happening. Well, that's People good. People actually trying to stand up yeah. and do things about it themselves. Vigilantes. Uh, I wouldn't call it vigilantes. E- economic Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, how do Basically. people make money yeah. now? How do, you, how do you inflate the value of the worker? Right? Like the way that you deflate the value of the worker this is going to sound bad. I'm not some crazy conservative, but it's immigration, right? When you increase the labor force, you devalue the worker, which is really good. Um, I mean, Canada does a good job of this to keep, you know, certain types of labor uh, costs down, which, you know, you don't want labor to be too expensive because then uh, you can't, you can't create new things. But if it, if it's not, if it's being outpaced by, other like just general inflation along with um you know price to cost to buy a house or any of those things like which sounds like what's happening in where you're from it's not good the price increase in the housing market as well is ridiculous yeah canada's been people can't afford houses yeah canada's having some of that too yeah. Makes you wonder who's buying all the houses. Right? <laughs> right they fucking buying, guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Buying. yeah. <laughs> And how about yourself there, David? What's, uh, what's going well, on back home? Well, I mean, it's funny because there's probably people in Nigeria right now trying to escape and run away to the UK for a better life. For the passport. Yeah. Not, not the best move, guys. That's all I'm going to say. You know, um, <laughs> Well, Nigeria's case is quite interesting. They've just got a new president in, like two weeks in. And within the first three days, uh, he did this, um, you know, decree, whatever they call their uh, government policies these days. And essentially, the price of gas went from so um, petrol went from about one ninety three to about five forty three. Holy smokes! Three X overnight. So I mean, yeah, like it's kind of the same situation Faz was just describing the UK, but hyper on steroids. You know, like. Um, yeah, instantly, a third of the cars aren't able to afford petrol. Yeah, all the you know, it's a knock, it's domino effect. Yeah, so food, transport, yeah, um, everything got affected. And yeah, man, like you know, the thing is, people are like cockroaches, man. Like you they'll know, survive. Like, yeah, 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 you yeah. know. And um, I know this particularly for the African continent, but after COVID, I realized we're all like cockroaches. You know, like you know, in a sense. Yeah. We but the, the good aspects, not yeah, necessarily the I bad mean, aspects. You know what? I, I mean, <laughs> in more, of, more in the sense of like, they, they push us in a certain direction and we're going to, we're just going to, you know, go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't really offer any formidable resistance to, to anything that, you know, so look at, look at, look at, 
got everything new happening now with you know artificial intelligence and like the emergence of like well agents that are much 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 smarter than the average human being mm -hmm. and you know the impact that could have on our society our economics our our just like our structure you know you know and there is no formidable you can see people having fears here and there but there's no like formidable resistance where you know that okay look the people are gonna say um yeah we're not quite comfortable with this how about we slow it down how about we rethink what we're trying to do here um yeah you know so on a on a very micro level it happens country country to country community to community but i think it also happens globally where you know people are just not able to get together to agree okay look this is the reality we want to live through and we're not going to accept you know what's being handed by the government you know so i mean yeah you know i think uh, society is heading in a very delicate place i would say you know yeah um, well the 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 unfortunate thing is like government is by definition reactionary mm. right the companies are the one that are creating all this disruption mm. and then the, the com uh, governments have to go in after like we can look all the way back at like standard oil huge oil company in the u.s mm. like that they had to break up i think the rockefellers were involved in this but don't quote me on that mm. but like it, the thing is, is the monopoly forms and then government has to break it up right the the technology comes out and then government has to figure out how to regulate it. Hmm. You know, every regulation that we have in place, even tax codes, right? We have to catch up on the people that it's are always a game of that are going around. Yeah, yeah. So, and the government's always reacting. Very rarely is it. Well, I don't think they've ever proactive. had you know a situation where they needed to react quick. Well, see, so even with COVID, mm -hmm. same same situation. You know, it was all reactions, and you know there was you know. No response, you know, there's, I, I suppose there's a difference between a reaction or a response, you mm -hmm. know, and a response is more like thought out, you have a plan, you have a strategy to implement, and a reaction is just like impulse, you know, and I think, you know, like, um, you know, what I've noticed is it's moving too fast, you know, the rate at which things are moving and the rate at which we're able to react is there's this massive divergence, you know, like we're so slow in comparison to the rate of growth of, you know, most of the tech that we're dealing with and most of the, I would say, issues that are being uh, front and center in like, you know, human evolution at the moment. So climate change, like the energy crisis, like, you know, inequality, so like we're not responding fast enough to anything and um i don't know i don't know like where do you think this comes from Jaden? like you know like our innate inability to work together or like you know it's just you know you do notice that as you age as well it seems like time goes by faster like you know your first five years on earth and then the next five years and then the five years after that it seems like you know, the more time you spend in the world, the more things seem to just accelerate, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's what's playing out like in, you know, in a broader sense of things where like our, our civilization has just got to this point of rapid acceleration, like with all the things that all the little facets that, you know, go together to create the civilization, mm -hmm. you know, our, our judicial system, 
our cultures, our economics, our science, they've all reached this point of like exponential growth. And we, we, we don't really understand exponential. Our brains aren't yeah, yeah, wired for exponential. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're not. Very we're not. linear, you know, beings in a way. Like, yeah, you know, some, so. some of our, our, our way of thinking is quite often linear, but some of our inputs are a bit more logarithmic. Mm. Like, for example, it's hard to tell, like, if this candle got like one lumen brighter, you wouldn't really mm. be able to tell. But if it got two candles brighter, mm. you know, you can you can tell the difference of that. Mm. It, very abstract thing to try and put over this. But I think what you're touching on is like, yes, we're we're playing catch up, but there's an there's another part of it. And it's that people keep pushing the boundaries. <laughs> like think about like we, we used to call, or I say we, people that I worked with in the army, they used to call like Ottawa, like the, the government. And this isn't like a army calling government thing this is just like people but the way to describe the government was the blob mm. no one really knows what happens back there stuff gets brought into it things come out of it but it's a blob but it all works together mm. but like can a government with tons of people all these committees having to go through this and then check mm. the ethics can they really compete with like one smart person with a computer anymore or even just like when as soon as a new technology comes out like Look at when they're, if anyone's really interested, just took, take a little snippet of when they're like questioning the CEO of Vine mm -hmm. and realize how little they understand, sorry, not Vine, uh, TikTok, mm -hmm. and realize how little they understand TikTok. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I'm, I don't understand TikTok, yeah. but I know a, a lot more <laughs> than the Cong Congress does. These are like, these are di like dinosaurs mm -hmm. in, in, in the sense of like technology, right? Like, you take a career politician who got into politics in the 80s, right? Now he's at the top of his game. Yeah. Or, or even like 20 years ago, mm -hmm. if they get into politics, like they can't keep up on <laughs> coding. They can't keep up on all this stuff. So we've got, we've got people trying to regulate, but then we also have people who are pushing the boundaries. Mm -hmm. And those are the, so that's like, the, there was like an open letter. Um, I can't remember who all signed it. I think a lot Norman, of like... Um, Elon Musk. Yeah, uh, yeah, Lex Friedman. Yeah, I think um, even Sam Harris might have been a part of that too. Yeah. But just an open letter saying, "Hey, we should look at like how to re like regulate mm. AI." Because mm. I mean, I've said this. I might have said this on the podcast before, but like the the first industrial revolution was mechanical muscles. Mm. So we used to provide you know muscle work, and and we used and same thing with uh, horses, right? They they provided a lot of work. But then uh, we, you know, hydraulics, steam engines, hmm. and uh, you know, the population of horses peaked sometime in the 1800s, early 1900s. I think it was the 1800s. No, 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 1900s. It was like World War One. That was like the peak of horses. That was the peak horse population, and they've gone down ever since. And now, though, we've got like a revolution of mechanical minds. So all these jobs, like, there's good, you're actually sometimes safer to be like a, a blue collar worker in certain things, um, at least off the start. Um, but like, you know, chat GPT, right? Like you can ask it to write you a quick, you know, a, a pol like apology. I think there was a, there was a, a school board or something that issued an apology and forgot to take out the written by oh chat man. G GPT. Oh man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they totally messed that up. Um, but, uh, yeah, like this is, this is different. It's different, but you know, I, I, I think we'll figure it out. I think we'll be okay. But yeah, we're, we're trying to again, match two figure, things. Who's actually playing the game? Who's figuring it out? Is it the dinosaurs to regulate? Or is it the people pushing the boundaries? It'll be a committee that the dinosaurs put together. It, what it'll probably be is they'll put some task force together 
and they'll try and work, you know, they'll be a little behind, but who knows? They might get it eventually. Like chances are like it'll break containment, so to speak, that it'll, it'll get really into institutions quickly. Cause you also have to like, it's not just to create it. You also have to have people who know how to use it. Yeah. So that gives you a little bit of cushion before it gets like fully implemented into like tons of different businesses. Mm-hmm. But you know, like, and some people have proposed stuff already, like you tax corporations based on like how much AI they're using or, or, or how much, um, how many humans that they have, like maybe and how much are they actually benefiting? Yeah. yeah and how much, you know, how much yeah. are they paying? Cause you know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of UBI, but if we can't like physically can't employ people anymore in a lot of these jobs, like what the transportation industry is one of the largest employers in the United States. I think it's 20% of the U S and let's say you actually automated just driving trucks. Yeah. 20%, bam, right? Like the last time, like the U.S. did have like 25%, uh, it was during the dirty 30s, they had a 25% unemployment rate at, at their height, I believe, or 24, something like that. Again, don't quote me on it, but I'm close. But like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, or however fast we can like make manufacture. And then the dispatchers will be replaced, you know, and then you know, uh, procurement, procurement, people who order stuff, they'll be, they could be replaced as well. But if you like, actually think about it, most of that's already been replaced. Yeah, yeah. The procurement part is yeah. replaced by barcodes, sending orders directly, mm-hmm. shipments being sent out. Mm-hmm. It's all automated yeah, systems Am- already. Am- Amazon is a, you know, case in point. Exactly. They, they, you know, and they also showed that it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be good enough because they focused on two-day delivery. They didn't focus on same-day delivery, two-day delivery. And most people are like, yeah, I could wait two days and pay significantly less and shop for whatever I want. Yeah. Here now in Abu Dhabi, like sometimes same day or next day, like it's pretty nuts. But uh, anyways, <laughs> I think uh, I think we should uh, park, uh, you know, maybe we should create a little portion of this seg- uh, segment called Fear Factor or something on the <laughs> on the yeah. podcast where we talk about scary stuff. But we'll, we'll park that for now. But Faz, I wanted to talk to you about... Um, uh, your educational YouTube channel. Do sure you, thing. Yeah, sure just want to like uh, kind of briefly describe it and then. Uh, so what I've set out to do is actually educate people online who don't get the chance of, let's say, let's say being in school, focusing in school, mm-hmm. or people now can't send their kids to private schools anymore, whether that's in Europe or whether that's in the Middle East, because yeah. private schools have become expensive and government schools, um, they're lacking, let's say, funding, quality, or resources. So I thought, hey, hang on a second. I'm already a teacher here in Abu Dhabi. I've been here for the past four years now. And I thought, why don't I actually use my skills to get them online and actually make a difference in you know, whoever's lives that I can make a difference with. And YouTube, the good thing about YouTube is that it's worldwide. Mm -hmm. So whoever wants to learn with me. So I've started off with English videos and some stories. Mm -hmm. And I'm slowly growing the channel up. So there's only a few at the moment. uh, But hopefully in the next coming months, there's going to be quite a lot of content on there. Yeah. uh, Which people can view, learn from, uh, take basic English lessons. So it's Currently, it's for beginners and second language learners because over here in Abu Dhabi, um, there's a lot of people and the market is huge for people who actually want to learn English or actually pronounce things 
properly in English in conversation skills as well. So all that's yet to come onto the channel. Quite excited about it because um, of what we're going to do because it's not going to only be English. It's going to be mathematics soon as well. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to delve into science, health, nutrition, uh, sports as well. So it's like a whole YouTube academy yeah. that I've got in my mind at the moment. Nice. Yeah, I didn't realize um, how important, uh, not necessarily, well, pronunciation is important. I'm not very good at that. I should be better. But, uh, you know, blame that on my... You uh, can watch my but, videos. But yeah, yeah, blame <laughs> that on where I'm from. But uh, even vocabulary, like I realized yesterday or two days ago that like my coworkers weren't rude or testing me. They didn't know enough words to be able to, to, you know, ask or say something to me that wouldn't come yeah. off. Like, and like, again, like, so you also have the cultural background. So yeah. every, even if you speak English, like how you use it, very different among Absolutely. cultures. But I just, I just remember sitting there like his words and how he's talking to me aren't matching up. Yeah. But man, am I angry. <laughs> man, was I angry. But, uh, you know, I wasn't actually that angry. But yeah, I thought about it for a little while. I thought about it after, and then I realized, oh, okay. Okay, but, they, but here's he the thing, too. He was saying some nice things. Well, it wasn't trying to say He was just trying, I think he was trying to ask or trying to, yeah. to or ask a question. And so sometimes, right, like the easiest way to ask a question, right, is something along the lines of like, are you sure? Yeah. Now, I like also, right? Like ex-military. Are you questioning me? <laughs> right? Like sometimes that's where I go to, right? And you know, like I got uh, unfortunately See, that's there's I'm actually trying to build on the channel. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. Currently it's just basics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting from the A to Z uh and working, you know, yourself up as mm -hmm. a beginner level. But once I get to let's say intermediate mm -hmm. and then advanced levels, mm -hmm. that's when I'll start bringing in the conversation skills because like you said, the cultural difference, the backgrounds, the different nationalities that are living in UAE yeah. is just mind-boggling. The amount of people from different backgrounds who actually reside here, work here on a daily basis, and who are normal people like me and you. Yeah. Um, and we have interactions with them on a daily basis. Yeah. Now, if I was somewhere like, let's say, in the UK or somewhere, it's not that vast. On yeah. a daily basis, I'll just see normal people, yeah. um, whether they're white, Caucasian, uh, Asians mostly, um, or African people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But as soon as you step over here onto the other side, mm -hmm. the amount of different backgrounds, different cultures that you're exposed to is actually immense. Mm -hmm. And the learning that you can do over here. Yeah is incredible as well because the things you learn about different people, different backgrounds, different cultures, wow, does it open your eyes? Yeah. Does it open your eyes? Oh, yeah. And English is like a, let's say, a bridging language between two worlds, two cultures. Mm -hmm. um, and I've noticed that over here, yes, people can. There's a lot of people who can actually speak English from different backgrounds and different nationalities. However, it's how they speak it. Mm-hmm. There's one thing of speaking a language, and the other thing is how. Uh, do you have the right mannerisms, the etiquette, you know, the speech that follows? Mm -hmm. Do you have all those things that 
let's say, for example, the English people are used to or the Canadian people are used to or the American people are used to. Mm-hmm. So there's all different types of languages that, yes, a person can speak, but do you have the mannerisms and do you have the etiquette to speak the language properly? Mm-hmm. So here we then go back, delve back into the cultural difference where he was saying something to you, yeah, but his body language was completely different. Yeah, yeah. So your mind was working twice as hard to comprehend, okay, hang on, what's going on here? I've got yeah. two situations. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. David, it sounds like you got uh, something you want to say. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'm sorry, guys. Like, my mind keeps, you know, just, like, <laughs> pivoting to AI as you speak. Because, like, you know, have you, have, you, have you tried to learn a second language before? Uh, Apart from Multiple English? times. So yeah? Canada, bilingual, French. But, again... Just never, never caught just on. Just never stuck, yeah? I think uh, th- I think there's also something, like I speak very, if you get to know me long enough, I think this is true. I speak very particular. Hmm. I, I'm not using, a, 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 like, what's the most efficient way to say it? And then I'll hmm. say it. And when trying to learn a new language, I will, I think I sometimes get hung up on, like, Here's what I want to say versus like, you know, because you learn some phrases. But I, I think I think really what I would have to do to like fully properly do it would be to be somewhere or you, you're probably going to try and say like AI could teach me a new language. Is that where you're well, going? Well, there's okay. this. Well, they're already doing it, guys. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. maybe you haven't come across Humane. So Humane I is a company. Yeah, that. they've got this new device like it's like a badge. Yeah. Like say it would be like something like this I'm wearing. So that's um, that's about the size of a silver dollar. Yeah, and or, it kind of like just like converts your so you could be speaking to a Arabic person mm-hmm. and he's speaking his language and it's taking it in and basically responding based on what you would want to say. So it's a, it's a biotech device. It's meant to be like augment with your with your so uh, like the sci-fi stuff yeah, where you hear know, them in English know, and then you know, speak back. Know, Holy smokes! So it's almost like okay, <laughs> at what point is learning a new language not even an obstacle anymore because technology has dealt with it? Because like you know, it seems like yeah, like it's going to be an aristocratic thing. Hmm. It's going to be a thing that fancy people do. Hmm. You know, like, you know, it's like reading. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness! Okay, like one quick reading back in the day one, was one quick vignette. Hmm. Person that I know not even going to say where from, told me, I'm pretty old-fashioned. I don't like to read. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. I want to meet, like, meet this person. I was, well, my thought was like, man, you're, that's really old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's going way back. Hey, man, you might know something we don't, man. Like, you know, these books are full of shit these days. You know, so. um, but yeah, like, it's fascinating, man. Like, you know, like on the topic of language, like, mm-hmm. you know, Yuval was the person who covered it, like, intimately. Like, you know, like our society is built on this, like, ability to socially integrate and we did this using language Mm -hmm. yeah and this is the one thing so it's called large language models you know Um, yeah yeah yeah. you know i don't think a lot of people settle down to actually think you know like what's the impact of language in my life like you know your 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 sense of being your sense of like identity comes from the language you speak well well i'm gonna add a layer to this one how what what are the like 
how does language impact culture? Hmm. And what about the cultural impacts on language impacting your culture? Right. Which which sounds a little weird. It but is, like, it is, it it is a bit, we, you know, I'm going to like decompose yeah, yeah. that based go, on, go on some some experiments I've played here. So just like with, with people I communicate here with here in, yeah. in the UAE, that are able to speak a good level of English and a very good level of Arabic. You know, we go into, you know, with Muhammad, one of my, my very good mates. I want to bring him here also. Yeah. Get him on a, he's, a, he's very deep on physics and, you know, like, uh, just like astro, you know, like just like everything happening in the Milky Way and the galaxy yeah. and the black holes. His head, his he, head's a little higher than the clouds. Guy, way, yeah, I got you. Okay. But anyways, um, I asked him, okay, when you have, you know, each time he's speaking to me, he speaks in English. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was uh, we got to a point where I was asking him, okay, when you're having, like, conversations with yourself, ah. yeah, and, you know, you're you're trying to, you know, like, have those, like, internal, like, ration, rational, you know, when you're trying to rationalize a certain thing or event that has happened, what voice, you know, what language are you using? And he says it depends. Like, you know, when he, he thinks he's fucked up, mm-hmm. he's usually having that conversation in Arabic. Mm-hmm. When, you know, it's kind of like, you know, maybe a physics question, maybe he's trying to solve, you know, two ants in a box, you know, like uh, resolve the, you know. So have you heard of the two ants in a box? No, no, no. Oh, problem. That's a very interesting problem in, uh, dy- you know, like uh, it's like um, you're basically trying to there's two a- ants mm-hmm. on, a, on, a, on a three-dimensional object and they're you're meant to resolve the direction they will take, the, the, the shortest direction they will take if they were uh, meant to converge at a certain point. So it's kind of like you're resolving in the X, Y, and Z as they take each step. It's, it's like mental math, you know, like it's very, um, you know, like... Cerebral. Yeah, you know, but essentially, you know, he, he made me realize that this language thing, because I only speak English, like, you know, so my all my internal conversations happen in English and my external conversations. And he was the one guy that made me realize that, look, like your emotions and your, you know, the event you're going through dictate like that internal self-talk. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, that, you know, that voice, that voice on the inside, basically, you know, and that voice on the inside, where does it stem from? Like, you know, is that, is that you talking to the universe? Is that you talking to yourself? Is that you, you know, like, but it's language. Regardless, like, yeah, yeah. Know. So there, there's um, Helen Keller. Are you familiar with her? No. She's uh, what is it? She's blind, deaf. I think she's just blind and deaf. Anyways, mm. and she was from like a child. Mm. So uh, man, I wish I knew more about her before bringing mm. her up and talking about her. But she had, she had like her world was black, mm. and like she could move through it. Like she could, she couldn't really hear or understand anything, so she couldn't pick up language through that. And she was blind, so she couldn't read or be shown anything. Hmm. But somehow they taught her how to use uh, how to use like Braille. Hmm. And what she says is that once she had language, her mind was able to open up, hmm. and she could think and and well communicate, but also categorize the things around her. Hmm. And that's like. I don't know if that entirely answers your question about language, but I, I think like that—that's what we use it for. Like, 
you know, because you're right, we, we do do self-talk. Hopefully we're all doing positive self-talk. Mm. But, we, you know, that's what we use to describe everything. Like I can have a, I can have a mental image of, a, of an action or something going on in my head. If I want to explain it to you, mm. maybe I could draw, you know, I could draw it out, mm. you know, typical engineer fashion, right? Mm. You take a piece of paper, draw it out. But, you know, right now on a podcast, like I'm, I'm just trying to explain it. But then like, you know, you also sometimes have to like explain stuff to yourself or when you have a, something pop up in your head, like it, it really is all language. Um, and then the second part of that, I think, is like you don't really have like a ton of control over your thoughts anyways. So it's just like whatever arises and then you choose whether or not to identify it. But again, what arises, it's either an emotion, non-language, or kind of language. Like it's, it's, it's an impulse or it's something language related. Whether you, you know, you have some idea or, or whatnot. So I know that's kind of how so I yeah, think about like, that. You know, just like on the premise of like Faz's uh, YouTube channel mm -hmm. and, you know, like, you know, the concept of, you know, trying to teach people these language, you know, these fundamental language uh, skills that, you know, that our, our existence is built on, you know, us as mm -hmm. social beings, we need language to coexist. And, you know, then we see this new development where there is some inanimate, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, we, we, we think it's not living. We've called it's it artificial, artificial. Yeah, not However, conscious. It, it has the ability to you know, manipulate language m way more than the average human being, you know. So there's this like, you know, misalignment on what we've called it, you know, in the sense of we were saying it's artificial, like, you know, it's not real. Mm -hmm. But what, you know, our reality is based on something that it does much better than us. And I, this thing keeps me up at night, man. Like, it literally keeps me up at mm -hmm. night. Like, mm -hmm. at what point does, you know, humanity realize that we've done something that, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not reversible. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, they said at the beginning that um, if, you if you heard, like, any of the prominent AI researchers talk that, the three things we needed to do or to not do rather, you know, when developing AI was to not connect it to the internet, mm -hmm. not teach it how to code. Mm -hmm. And I think the third one was, was the internet code and to not give it like tools. So in the sense of, so you know how GPT-4 has plugins now mm. um, where you can... I did not know that. Mm, so, so basically you can, you can it's, it's like a, you're giving it an extra tool that allows it to do something that a large language model would not be able but didn't, to. Didn't chat you know. GPT hire, or sorry, wasn't there a way somehow that it could hire someone off Fiverr hmm. to solve, um, shoot, are you a robot, Google, what are those called? There's a name for those. When you when you're trying sorry when you're trying to use uh, something uh, a plugin or something it wants to validate that you're a human it has these photos that pop up and oh, it asks okay. you like which blocks are stairs how motorcycle or something like that or, hmm. or like tell me which one have cars or crosswalks was one for a long time they hmm. wanted to be able to so I thought that was all about like training training so from my understanding all of that goes towards training. The models that they have, yeah, yeah, they, I, my, I think they don't necessarily check 
if you are correct, like they might do a preface check. Mm. But what they're mostly checking to do is like, how are you using your cursor and is mm. it like a human? Mm. So then, you know, if you really want to get past it, you'd have to have something that could identify which of these is a crosswalk mm. and then move the mouse as if a human would. Which right. That's, that's what we're doing. Right. But, uh, but anyways, like, because that's the thing, like, humans have been doing this for years. If we mm. don't know something, we just ask someone else. Mm. This thing can ask a human, potentially, right? I say a thing, but but you could have it, you know, ask a human to solve this. Mm. You know, yeah, pretty, anyways. Yeah. Interesting I mean, thought. You know, like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, for me, it seems like nothing fascinates me more than this whole area of uh, emerging technology at the moment mm -hmm. because it's so similar to like you know i'm surrounded by learning like my whole life i never stopped learning till mm -hmm. now like you know I'm, i've just like been I, like you're still learning now yeah though. exactly yeah, yeah. and <laughs> you know i've come to a point where i realized that you know no matter how fast or how you know how much content i can expose myself to you know, like just with, you know, with simple things like writing an email, like or writing a, a letter, you know, I've tried, you know, I've done these experiments where like I write it myself and then I describe to ChatGPT and to GPT-4 and to Bard and to Claude. So I'm using all of them. Yeah, they, these are all, these so are all different. For people who aren't yes. plugged in, so these, these are, are all different, different language models. Language models. Um, Bard is from Google. Um, Claude is from Anthropic. Um obviously most people know chat gpt from OpenAI, and then gpt4 which is the um, successor yeah, yeah. The, the the most recent version and you know like i'm usually not happy with what i wrote after i read all the other versions i mm. always feel like hmm well that's that's a lot better than what you did like you know mine is present it's, it's acceptable it's good mm. you know i have all the vocabulary i communicated the message but at the same time, I like the cadence and the rhythm and the, you know, the, you know, it's just like it flows a lot better. Where, you know, so, you know, I have admitted that, you know, I, I'm a pretty well-educated human being, but like there is uh, this, this like, you know, I've, I've, I've almost like got to this point where I know that fundamentally, language you know when it comes to language i'm pr i'm not gonna be able to do anything better than what one of these models does and that is like deeply you know it's a bit scary it's a bit uh i don't know i don't know what to think about it like you know yeah um, i'm i'm you know i'm i acknowledge that it's there but like i'm i'm not you know very comfortable with the fact that you know like this is the case because it then, you know, removes the whole, you know, for certain people like, you know, Faz, I believe like, you know, I like the way he, he articulates himself. Like I like, you know, the way the language comes out from him, you know, and I've realized that, okay, for someone like Faz, this took like years of, you know, priming, you know, like, you know, it took, you know, his whole um, elementary and high school education and, you know, his interactions with people to develop this framework. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, just like once you explore the the range, you know, it doesn't stop at chat GPT. It goes from, you know, being able to generate that text that does, you know, that sounds better than anything you could have written. And then being able to convert that text to audio or convert that text to a video or 
you know, like um, make an animation out of that text or, you know, create a short uh, movie or create a short, you know, and it's then like, how do you win if you're not playing on the AI side? But is that not just because we are limiting ourselves with our own mindset? This is very true. So there's this... So know, like, like you said before, you wrote a piece which was acceptable, hmm. but then ChatGPT or one of the other language models wrote it hmm. and you loved it. Hmm. It would have exceeded expectation, hmm. right? Hmm. So is that because we are just limiting ourselves in the ability to think a lot wider whereas though these language models what limitations do they have so um this is very interesting um or an interesting side note on this i'm thinking about so before right most of education so the internet allowed information to be practically free not necessarily Mm -hmm. the right information but information in general and when people went through universities in the 90s they had to memorize textbooks textbooks you had or you had to go like you want to write a report you had to read a lot of material to do the report mm-hmm. and then when we went through our university um well it's just there's tons of cheating right now in universities especially well, yeah. especially through um uh covid cheating yeah. went up so what happened like i got a, a i mean would a, you trust a Oh, this is going to sound horrible, but would you trust a COVID doctor, let's say, who's been on ChatGPT? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know what you mean by COVID doctor. Do you mean like... What I mean is, um, let's say a professional. Yeah. Uh, let's move away from doctor because that does sound bad. Uh, let's say just a professional yeah. who's graduated throughout COVID, yeah. throughout the AI language tools yeah. and models that they've you know, accepted, used, and did whatever. If if they're meeting the standard, but they're using other tools to do it, mm-hmm. they've met the standard. But what about the knowledge? But they can have grab... They gain the knowledge. But they know how to grab the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they, you know, like like they say, like you know, studying engineering, they're like, part of, part of what we're teaching you to do is to learn where to get the information or learn the right questions to ask, Right. And now with like this chat GPT stuff, you know, like it's, it, I'm not, I don't know if it sounds good or bad, but if we have a bunch of people who are, they learned how to use this tools to help them through university. Like I got pretty good at, I knew, so coding in Excel um, is kind of what I use most of my coding training that I got. I was originally on MATLAB, but um, in Excel now, if there's something I want to do, like I got a string of text and I wanna I wanna search it from the left hand side or I wanna search it from the right. Like I know that it can do this. Yeah. So I just hop on Google and I just quickly look for the right uh, function to use and I wanna search it from the left side, get the number of where the decimal point is and then I wanna transform this information into a new mm-hmm. new format. Mm-hmm. Like I know how to ask, I, like I know how to ask Google mm-hmm. not to give me the answer but to give me the tool mm. so that I can now use Excel the way that I want to. Which basically you're saying you're actually researching and yeah, you're taking I'm, that knowledge in. And I can do that on the fly in my job. Like even like beyond just the researching stuff, like there, I wrote, once wrote a math exam or no, some, some exam, I think it was fluid dynamics. I, I wrote a fluid dynamics 
exam in university and I forgot one of the formulas. So I had to derive it on the fly. And yeah. so when I derived it in the test, I mean, obviously it would be better if I memorized yeah. it, but it's like, hey, like now let's say I'm an engineer and I'm trying to do something. I probably can't do this at the same level I could when I was in academia, <laughs> but it's like, hey, like I can, I can find or I can figure out the right formula or I can, yeah. I can derive what I need or I, you know, I, I've got tools now in place where I can on the fly mm. Just by do this something and wrong. and you know in a test you got what two hours maybe yeah but in you know in the real world like you know everything but that comes to again like do we do we then test everybody the same way i think you have to you gotta man i've i thought about i used to think about testing a lot more i don't think about it anymore because i don't write any more tests yeah but you gotta you gotta do something to to grade people right you gotta you gotta figure because you can't like the what the uh, to me the reason why I think testing the way it is isn't so bad is because the alternative no one's proposed an alternative to me that isn't just like so resource intense. Mm. It's like we yeah. want to turn getting into um you know let's say you, let's just not even go engineering mathematics. You want to study mathematics university. What we want to start interviewing people to figure yeah. out creative like. Or do we just throw a bunch of math problems in front of you? We see who who's the best at solving again, them, yeah. and and it's then just a memory test again. Yeah, like yeah. If your memory is good. Yeah, yeah. Or if your memory, or your recaller, or whatever it is that you're doing is yeah. made for math, or made for something more like English, or made for science. Even within science, right? You got physics, biochem. Very rarely do you meet someone who's like, oh, I love all three of those yeah. equally. Someone's like, oh, I'm just a little bit better at biology, which means you're better at memorizing, yeah. and you're probably not as good at physics. Yeah, it, it's self-select. It's, 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 memory. it's a memory test. Yeah, it is a memory test. Academia, and let's say yeah. until your early teens, late teens, actually, yeah, yeah. when you're in school, it's just a memory test. So yeah. how do you test somebody's creativity? Yeah, I don't think... The, the way to do it is just resource-intensive. Like it's like you, you kind of just like like what what here's one for you right it's like we um we use a different word here like we say like whether or not people are like qualified to do something but um in in can in North America like that's what we use right because like qualif qualification has like a stipulation it's like you might be qualified but that doesn't mean that you are uh, an expert or, or competent they loved I don't know if we got it from the British system don't mean to throw shade <laughs> but like. Uh, so railroading here, we mostly follow the British system. North America is slightly different, yeah. but North America in general. Whenever I've worked with a company or organization, we talk about where people are qualified to do something, but competence is gained after you've been qualified. Once you've done it for a while, you know, really, I would say like you're competent if you can teach someone else how to do it. Absolutely. Or if you can do it, you know, ten times and out of ten, right? There's you know, actually that, a saying where Einstein once said, "Yeah, if you can't explain it to a five-year-old." You don't know it yourself. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's a that's you know. Being I absolutely loved that. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. But um, here we, when people, where I would use the word qualified, um, sometimes people use the word uh, competent, and so creativity. The same way that I would judge competence, I kind of have to get to know someone. But we can also like whether you're competent. Competence is like a general term of like this is a competent person. I can just ask them to do something and trust them to figure it out. You know, I think like with a creative person, it, much of the same way it's the understanding. It's like you get to know this person, like, oh, this guy's creative. If I say like, if I ask him something very abstract, you know, he could probably figure something out 
um, whether I want an interesting art piece or I want a novel way of doing this. And you know, I think that yeah, I think as a measuring tool, like we're we're at the limits of stuff that I've thought about. Yeah. Like hard, this so like is, I'm, I'm feeling all this, this is, out. No, but this is yeah, what yeah. it is again. Yeah. Like, how do you measure creativity? Somebody might be good at art. Somebody might be good at building something. Somebody else might be good at, you know, singing. Let's say, for example, or drama. Yeah, acting career-wise. Well, ju- well, just on that note, how do you measure creativity? So, the IQ test that mm-hmm. you know they use to kind of uh, base human intelligence. You know, um, essentially, you know, the six criteria the you know the six things that they check for in this um, um, IQ test and I believe it's the ability to solve problems the ability to plan um, there's creative thinking there is um, there is um, I think like the ability to synthesize information there's six of them I can't remember the other two however like um, you find out that um, for, for I think, who had the highest IQ out of all human beings? You know, Einstein was about maybe 200, 190, you know. Smarter than me. Yeah, and the average <laughs> human being is, you know, a bit lower than that. But maybe. It's, it's 100. The average human's 100. 100, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, you know, they did these, you know, they've done, they've tried to simulate these intelligence um, tests on, on AI, you know, and... Um, they realize that it does like five out of six things properly. You know, the one thing it kind of fails on is the ability to plan. Yeah. And, um, you know, so plan in the sense of, you know, where you have so many variables and there's things constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like it's almost like you're pushing one button and three others light up and you need to kind of achieve a goal on the way to, you know, you know, while managing all these buttons and, you know, so it seems, yeah, like, you know, that's the one thing at the moment that AI hasn't completely ticked off the box of intelligence, you know, or, you know, it's like, you know, our, 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 you know, how you measure the human's intelligence or creativity, you know, if we use that as the premise for our conversation, we realize that, yeah, like, you know, we're already obsolete, man. Like, you know, because I look at myself as just a data set at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like everything I say, you know, everything I, um, you know, all my convictions, my identity come from the data that I've consumed from the day I was born, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, these systems have access to not just like that narrow, you know, Nigerian uh, upbringing with uh, British education and, you know, maybe a golf uh, um, employment experience. It brings in everything. You know, the whole spectrum: the Canadian side of things, the the Scandinavian side of things, the Arabic side of things. You know, and it's able to synthesize on all these different branches. You know, and yeah. So for me, it's just like, when is Neuralink gonna be done? When can <laughs> I just get one of these chips? You know, like I said, man, I want a Pippin store. You know, I just want you because. Oh, come on, man, Jaden. Like you know, it's a uh, it's a situation where if you're, you know, I think a lot of people are just not able to pay attention, and a lot of people are not able to see how quickly the developments are happening. Mm-hmm. I am so fortunate that I, you know, I get to spend a lot of my time on this, you know, stuff. As from the moment I wake up to the moment I'm going to bed, I'm just consuming like you know, AI related material, and I can see that, yeah, like you know, we've crossed the line, you know. Um, 
our society is going into a different era. And um, it's going to be fun for some people. It's going to be very discomforting for others. And, you know, I, I don't know, like, you know, where where we might, you know, where where the human condition, I think, fails is our inability to empathize with the other man. Like, you know, how is it affecting me? I feel like it's boosting my productivity. It's making me a more efficient David in 2023. However, for other people who stand the risk of losing jobs and, you know, you know, just like not being able to adapt, you know, it's like they're being thrust into this world where they're they're not going to be useful. You know, they're, you know, they're not going to be able to, you know, contribute any value. And it's, it's left to people like us, like, you know, people who kind of like are in the know to create a condition where they don't need to be useful. Like, you know, like they, they, they just need to exist like the way animals exist and be able to, you know, thrive and feed and reproduce and do other things that are not like contributing to GDP or, you know, you know what I mean? But are we ever going to get to that point where we say, okay, you know what, these 1 million, 1 billion people who have the, the skills to articulate and, you know, drive the, the society forward, you guys do the work and the rest of you, you guys just chill, you know, like procreate, live, you know, like, you know, whenever you, in Kenya, like just looking at all these animals, you know, so I, I visited Kenya a few months ago and, you know, just like, Looking at the jungle, jungle rules, you know, like the hunter and uh, the plant eater and the whole chain of survival, like, you know, circle of life. Yeah, you know, like, it's almost like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, at some point we've gone so far away from that, like, you know, we've, you know, our, our concrete walls and our apartments that, and our yeah, vehicles and our airplanes have made us feel like, you know, we're so so different but it's still the same jungle rules that apply you know on a fundamental you know just like how how the whole ecosystem is driven yeah. you know well i, I, so I got like, i feel like our position the point i was trying to make is that i feel like our position on the on the on the food chain has shifted mm. we're not necessarily the top dog the, the top dog top anymore. Chief. you know like i feel like yeah ai as as, as you know has yeah. taken that place. Mm -hmm. Whether or not we realize it is, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't know if, I don't think it's taken it yet. Mm. Um, I got one, I don't know if it's a happy note or at the very least, like, so the, the you know, AI, better at playing Go, that mm. Chinese, uh, I mean, Chinese checkers where mm. I come from, mm -hmm. or Othello. I don't think you're supposed to say Chinese checkers anymore. <laughs> but, um, uh, they they'll beat us anytime in a starting match. I can't remember the number of plays, but if you if you allow the human to get a handicap of like for some reason I'm thinking five or like not too many, the average human can now beat that go AI. Mm -hmm. So if you change the rules just a little bit, mm -hmm. um, you know, but if you if you took a grandmaster at mm -hmm. go, right? And you gave the average human five a handicap of five or whatever that handicap is mm. that grandmaster is going to win every time still mm. even with a five tile handicap yeah. so there's um there there I, I think i'm not saying i'm not saying no mm. what i'm saying is i think we're we're, we're definitely we're i mean i think it only goes one way we're getting there 
but I think we're not, you know, there's a little bit of wiggle room mm-hmm. left. I'm not, I'm not an end is near but again, type it comes of guy, back but to yeah. where you say, yeah, AI is taking over. It's like the concrete jungle we're out here in, mm-hmm. right? Who's been on top of the world? It's the top 1% who've always been at the top and they've controlled everything from there on all mm-hmm. the way down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. So it's just like AI again, trying to come to the top. Yeah. We've but got then we go back to the point where who's regulating it? Yeah. Why are they regulating it? Yeah. And well, what will they regulate? We do have examples of, uh, of, of, of new money, but no, I think everything you're hitting on as, um, as axioms to like they do. decide how we think, how we, how we should pursue or how others, I mean, I don't know what we can do here. I mean, talk about who's it. saying AI is wrong? Who's saying AI, we need to put a stop on AI? Uh, the, just that open letter, but I, definitely the developers aren't. The thing is, it's, it's like the, it's, it, it, honestly, I, I would attribute this to like the nuclear race, right? Whoever gets it first, yeah. they get to decide the rules. Yeah. So I think even with countries too, right? Like you really think the U.S. is going to say, Oh, stop developing this because uh, you know of we are concerned about that. China. We are concerned about Russia. No, no, no. Like no country's going to stop. They just want to get there first. Yeah, that, and that's you know I think that's where whew, we're we're getting close to the end of time. I, I will say one thing, and then I think we should each get like a minute or two for a closing <laughs> statement. This isn't even a debate, but I just the one thing will be is like um, when I look at like places like China or or Russia or even the US, like an idea of like, I've been using this term a lot recently, monoethnic nationalism. And I, or you can even get rid of most of that and just say nationalism. Like you should definitely be proud of your country, but an idea that we can't work like together or we can't, or that, you know, that it's a zero sum game. That's it, that's what I wanna say. The idea that it's a zero sum game, that we all can't benefit together is, where we get nervous and we have like the cold war or even world war one world war two like where we have to have someone who is on top and makes these decisions i i think i don't we're at the limit of the stuff that i've thought about we're on the precipice of like new ideas for 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 Jaden here but that way of thinking i think i think that's kind of the dangerous side of it mm-hmm. um when you start thinking in, like when countries think in zero sum. Mm. Now, how do you organize all of these blobs around the world? That's what I don't know. But at the very least, like like when you look at like, you know, that is that is like the honest truth, like China. Organize them, you will start with language. Yeah, 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 yeah common language. So it brings yeah. us back to the ability to kind of like manipulate this thing that exists to to shape the society or to shape the world in the way that, so you see like the, the connection between an idea and the language you use to communicate it and then the impact it has on the environment. I look at this as like three, it's like a flow chart with three different bubbles. So the mm-hmm. idea that starts, I suppose, in your mind and the language that is used to communicate it, which is a combination of your mind. It's like an interface between your mind and the outside. Mm-hmm. And you know the, the, the impact it ends up having once it's out there, once it's propagated, you know, like 
it seems like you know why I'm so like I don't know this makes me why 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 this particular topic is so touching for me is because I'm trying to figure it out for myself like you know we're all content creators here we're all you know experimenting along the lines of like you know creating content and you know with with content creation it seems like attention is the only currency like how do you get people to pay attention you know so with things like this it's almost like like you said the open letter is out there but how many people are paying mm-hmm. attention to it you know and um it, and it's not it's not just like attention like attention being the con- like the ad model like real quick i think the ad model feeds into that because it really is just attention that's how the content creators get paid and there's very few content creators that are purely subscription based mm. And I think that I have so, a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just you know pretty. It's a pretty interesting place to be operating from. You know, like the intersection of ideas, language, and the impact that the combination of an idea and the the mode of communication have. Um, so really, like you know, it's, it's 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 you know, it's nice to have this conversation where we're starting from the fundamentals, like, you know, what, what comes together to form the language that mm-hmm. we, 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 we've all communicated with today. And, you know, like, what kind of ideas can come from helping people understand this language more, you know, in a, in a more fundamental way. And, you know, like, you know, my main, my main concern is that I don't think that there is going to be, you know, so an idea from my head or from any human's head you know, competing with ideas that these models are creating, you know, I, I want to I wanna just pay attention and see how the race, you know, because it's like you said, it's like an arms race, you know, like it's China versus the U.S. versus Russia. And it's, you know, you, no one is going to stop because you can't control what the other guy does. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just feel like, Honing into this, 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 you know, this, you know, this, this transition point we're in, and you know, trying to pay attention to, you know, that, that uh, delicate intersection between, you know, language, you know, ideas and impact, you know, would uh, benefit whoever is listening. You know, like I feel like, um, yeah, you know, I've actually in, in, said in, in this a few times as well mm. about attention. Mm. If you can grab the viewer's attention mm. or the listener's attention mm. in this case, mm. you are actually valuable online. Mm. Just mm. look at the videos of content creators. Mm. Mm. Some of them are funny. They do stupid things. Mm. They've got all the attention and mm. they can be people who actually influence on people's decision making. Mm. They mm. actually are. Mm-hmm. For example, let's say if that, if their idol, their content creator idol, becomes a superstar tomorrow, mm-hmm. then it's whatever he says is right to those people, mm-hmm. and because that's they're limited to that sort of attention. Again, what you watch actually has a very very big impact on you, mm-hmm. where you go, what you listen to, who you listen to, mm-hmm. and whatever you do has a very very big impact on your attention span of what you'll actually be interested in. Mm. And on the other hand is, is it actually beneficial for you? Mm-hmm. So all these videos that you see now, and I've said this to David a few times, 
is the stupider you are and you get that online, the more hits you'll get and the more famous you'll become because for some odd reason, people are attracted to that sort of attention. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is a good place to end it, but I did have a question before we end it for today. Would you guys want to turn this into an arc? Because I feel like we could have a long, another long conversation yeah, last for a while. about, yeah. no, but about, we, we go from language into stories. Hmm. Yeah. And like this, you know, hmm. like the stories we tell we, ourselves, but yeah. even just like the, the, the stories that are coming well, out of this. How we weave the language into stories. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, Because I think stories are... Or we should save this. Yeah, <laughs> we'll save this. Yeah. But okay, we'll do this again. We'll have both you guys uh, back, and Thank we'll uh, we'll go into stories. But thanks so thanks much. <laughs> Get the mic away from David. <laughs> yeah, All right, thanks very much, guys. You guys take care. Bye bye. Awesome.